Hi, and thanks for tuning in to First Baptist Center's weekly sermon podcast. Our hope for this podcast is that you'll develop a closer relationship with Jesus and be inspired to share His love with others. We hope that today's message will give you the encouragement you need. Come join us. sing. Good to hear the church sing. Let's pray. Let's pray together. Father, in the stillness of this moment, Lord, we thank you, Lord, and you know, Father, and we know, maybe not like we ought to, but we know that all our hope is in you. All our hope is in Jesus. We have no righteousness. We have no goodness. We have nothing to bring to the table. Father, it's all about your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness and the blood that was shed at Calvary for us. Thank you, Lord. We praise your name today, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that our worship has been pleasing and, Lord, even will continue to be pleasing to your ears. Father, I pray as you bring us to your word, Speak to our hearts. And Lord, I pray, I pray first of all, Lord, just for that one that's here that may not know Jesus. Lord, maybe they think they know Jesus. But Lord, this morning by your spirit as you reveal, maybe they don't. But Father, I pray for that one that's lost. And, and Lord, that they would see that, that, Lord, there's hope in Christ. And our only hope is in Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other. And Father, I pray for every Christian here today. Lord, would you draw us to you? And Lord, would you give us a vision for the world? Would you give us a vision, Lord, as we look out, not not only to see our community, but Father, to see the world that is lost and in need of Jesus. Father, you have to impress that upon us. I can't do it. Lord, and forgive me at times for trying. I can't do it. Lord, only you can. So I pray help today by your spirit, by your the power of your spirit for the words to speak. In Jesus we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 If you have your Bibles this morning, uh, Acts chapter 10 is our scripture today. Man, I tell you what, we were almost on shouting ground a while ago. I was, I was thinking of that last song, um, All Our Hope is in Jesus. And uh, that was a song that uh, really resonates with us, doesn't it? Uh, you could just see that, you know, you could just sense that all around the room. You know, we realize that, don't we? All our hopes in Jesus. And, and man, we've all been there. We've all had, listen, if, if you're saved today, you've had a past. <laughs> Amen. If you're saved today, you had a past. And if you're not saved, you're still in the past. So come on to the, come on to the present, come on to Jesus. But I'm just telling you, we've all got a past. We've all got skeletons in the closet and, and, and all those things. And we've all missed the mark. And, 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 and as believers in Christ, but I'm thankful for God's grace. Amen. I mean, I am thankful for God's grace. <laughs> I am thankful that he reached way down and got me. And uh, listen, I just want to. Man, I just want to praise his name. Yeah, I just want to praise his name today. We're in, we're in Acts chapter 10, and we're going to get there in just a minute, but it's a lot of scripture. 
And I'd like to hit a lot of it, so we'll read some Bible this morning. Is that good? That's good to do that in church, isn't it? Read the Word. So we're going to read the Word here in just a minute. But, uh, but you know, yesterday we had opportunity, had a group of folks uh, from the church able to go down and do a little ministry down at Terrapin Creek. And we had a, had a great day down there, had a good representation from the church, and, and that was a lot of fun. Man, I don't know how many people floated the creek yesterday, but I believe everybody and Grandma and the Grandpa and everybody else was on that creek. And I remember standing there talking to a young man, and, and uh, uh, he had a, had a tattoo, kind of like a necklace almost right here, and, and it said to know him and make him known. Well, I kind of caught eye on that, to know him and make him known. Now, some of you may not know this, but our, our mission statement is to know Christ and make him known. Now, our vision statement is to uh, reach, teach, sin, right? But our, our, our mission statement is to know Christ and, and make him known. And I said, hey, hey, well, tell me about that, or whatever we were talking about. He said, yes, he said, my brother's got, my brother's got one just like it. <laughs> he said, my brother's a preacher, and, and he's got one. I don't, I'm not sure he's, his brother's pastoring now, but he had been. So to have that, to, to know him and make him known. And I, I thought, you know, that, that, is, that ought to be the story of every believer in Christ. First of all, to know him, right? Because if you don't know him, you're not saved. Hello? If you don't know him, you're not saved. But, but to know him and to, to make him known. God didn't save us just to sit and soak and sour. He saved us to serve him, right? We talked about serving last week and serving this summer, serving. Uh, listen, we just need to be serving the Lord wherever God has gifted us and doing those things. But today that brings us to uh, this story here uh, in uh, chapter 10. It's a story about uh, a Gentile, a Roman soldier by the name of Cornelius, but it's also a story about Simon Peter. John Stott's theologian once said this. He said, you know, he said there's two conversions in chapter 10 of the book of Acts. One is that of Cornelius, right? When he got saved, but he said that was, the other was that of Peter. Now, he doesn't mean that Peter's not saved, but something had to happen in Peter's life before he would go and talk to that old Gentile. Cornelius is a Gentile. Simon Peter is a Jew. Now, I don't know about, if you know much about that, my mama would say it this way, they didn't G-haul. Anybody know what I'm talking about? They just didn't G-haul. Mm -mm. In fact, Jews looked down on Gentiles as dogs. Called them that, dogs, Gentile dogs. And no doubt, on the other side of the aisle, <laughs> the old Gentiles didn't care much for the Jews. And so there's this animosity. So what happened? So we see then, we see Jesus, or excuse me, we see uh, Simon Peter going to, to witness to, uh, uh, to Cornelius. But before that, Jesus has got to do something else in the heart of, of, of Peter. What is it, who is it that you believe is well beyond God's grace? You ever heard a statement like this? Well, so-and-so so bad they'll never be saved. You ever heard somebody say that? Maybe you've said it. Man, that's the way. Here's a, here's a saying from back home. That's the way they've always been. That's right. That's the way they've always been. That's the way they'll always be. And, 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 but, but listen, when we say that, you know what? We've just said a whole lot about God. We've just said, listen, that person's so bad. They're so far removed. They're so far out there. Even God can't save them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
I don't know about you, but he reached way down and got me. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I've got a past. Anybody else got a past? Listen, but my past is past, and I've got a future because I'm walking with Jesus. And if you know him today, you've got a future as well. Listen, I ain't where I want to be, but praise God, I'm not where I used to be. (laughs) Amen. So, So here it is. Here's my prayer today. As we look at the book of Acts chapter one, Jesus said, you'll be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. We see really that's an outline for the book of Acts. And we see here the gospel spreading on out to the Gentiles. But before Peter is gonna go preach to Cornelius, God's gotta do a little something in his heart. Here's, here it is. Three things today I want us to think about. Number one, lostness. Lostness. There's a lost man in this story, and there's lostness all around us, but we see God's leading in this, God leading in the life of Cornelius, and also God's leading in the life of Simon Peter. And but then we see the old fisherman, he was obedient. We're going to give him that, and we need to be obedient as well. So that's kind of a simple outline. That's where we're going. Let's look at the text. Verse 1, verse 1 of chapter 10 of the book of Acts. Here is the lostness. It says, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously uh, to the people and prayed to God always. So we see then, here's it said, a certain man of Caesarea named Cornelius. And, and it tells us he's a soldier. He's a centurion. Of course, you say, well, a centurion, they, they, they commanded 100 people, right? Well, that's true. But also, I read they could even command as many as three to 600 people. Here, the, the centurions are really kind of the backbone of the, of the Roman army. So here's a man that is in leadership. Here's a man of authority, right? That when he says something, they go and they do it. And we even see that in the text. Here's a man, if you read on there, it says he was a devout man, right? He was, he was, uh, so he was devoted and he, had, he feared God. He would, be what, he would be what would be termed a God-fearer. He had forsaken, if you will, turned away from the, the Roman gods, and he had come to realize there's one true God, Jehovah God. So he was a God-fearer. Even though he was a Roman, he, he feared the Lord, and, he, and, and so he's seeking uh, the Lord. Also in this, it tells us he was generous, right? He gave alms, he gave money, he was generously giving to people, and he prayed. I remember reading a survey some years ago, most people claim to pray. Now, most people are not saved, but most people still claim to pray, right? All around the world, there are people praying, and they're praying to a lot of folks. Well, they're praying to something. Anyway, all, all, all around the world. And so here's the guy, though, who is, if you will, he was faithful to the light that was given to him. Now, here's what I want you to see. But there was something missing in his life, and here it was. It was a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And so, so sometimes the question comes up. Here it is. He's a, he's a man of leadership. He's a man of authority. He's a man that he, uh, is, with all he knows how, to seek the Lord. He's a man that is generous. He is a man who prays. But here is a man who is lost. He's lost. Sometimes people say, well, wait a minute. What about that person over in Africa or that person over in, in Asia or that person in, 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 um, uh, throughout the Middle East? What about that person that has never heard the gospel and they die without ever hearing the gospel? What happens? Well, I think we learn right here. 
See, because listen, if God was going to make a special way, wouldn't he have made it for this guy named Cornelius? If just doing the best he could would get it, wouldn't he have said, okay, Cornelius, you're doing the best you can. You, you're, you're faithful of what light I've given you. But here it is. He is given this vision that we'll see in just a moment. He is given divine uh, intervention because he needs to hear the gospel. Here it is, guys. Listen, we must go with the gospel of Jesus Christ. How can we just you know, come to church and pat ourselves on the back while a world is lost all around us? Can I just be honest with you? A lot of times, you know, this just really doesn't bother me like it ought to bother me. It really doesn't bother me like it ought to bother me that there are lost people all around us. Because we get in doing the church thing, you know, right? And, and we, we do all, and we got a lot of, listen, we got a great church. You're a great church. Amen. I mean, you say amen to that. You are. Amen. It's a great church. And, and, uh, and we can get busy doing the church thing and doing church stuff. And let me tell you, there's all kinds of church stuff to be done. And, and you know, and you just kind of be bob along. And if we're not careful, we'll just go on about life and we'll forget about all those that are lost around the world today. And, and, and let me tell you what, and when, and when you die and when I die, there's only two choices. It's heaven or hell. It's heaven or hell. There's no third option. And for all those who do not know Jesus, listen, and I say this with tears, it's hell. Somebody the other day told me this, said, said you know, said, uh, said, I don't know about what you think. He knew he was a preacher at that point, and, and I knew he was getting ready to tell me some heresy. But anyway, I didn't say that. But he said, I don't know what you think, but he said, I think hell is hell right here on earth. And I wanted to say, wrong, but I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Uh, but, 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 but I said, well, I understand that there is a lot of suffering here, and we know that, absolutely. And some go through much, much, absolutely. So I would not belittle that in one, in one iota, but here's the point. As bad as it is here on earth, it is nothing compared to what hell is and, and will be for all eternity. It is, it is fire, it is torment, it is agony, it is, it is outer darkness, and it never ends. And we need to realize that. We need to realize that, that, that God is not going to make an exception. Because why? Romans 1, all are without excuse. All are without excuse. Romans 3, there's none righteous. No, not one. So why? We must go with the gospel. I think we have a little uh, stat here to give you just a, uh, maybe a snippet of, of the worldview. It's about people groups. And I just accessed this this week from uh, People Groups USA, uh, excuse me, peoplegroups.org, uh, rather. Uh, but a people group is an uh, uh, ethno-linguistic group with a common self-identity. Okay, it's not countries, but people groups. It could be several people groups within a country or within a geographical place of land. Anyway, almost 12,000 people groups in the world, almost 8 billion people. All right, uh, thank you. Next uh, slide, please. Thanks. Uh, UPG. Uh, unengaged people groups, or excuse me, unreached, unreached people groups, the first you, unreached people groups. Uh, and basically that is uh, over 7,300, right? 4.7 billion people. And that means basically two point, uh, less than 2% evangelized. So of, the, of that number, right? And, and I'm not the mathematician, some of you are, but uh, 4.7 billion, less than 2% evangelized. So they're, they're uh, uh, unreached. Basically still unreached. Now, below that, the UU, it means unengaged 
unreached people groups, and there's over 3,000 of those, 272 million people, and basically there, there's no Christian witness. There's no church. There's no strategy. They're, on, they're, they're not on anybody's radar. They're lost as a goose. All lost as a goose, and nobody's even planning to go after them. Think about, look at that. Think about that. Tom Eliff, former president of the International, International Mission Board, said this. Can you imagine, let's suppose we're having Sunday dinner. And let's suppose it's wintertime instead of summertime. Can we do that? So it's wintertime and it's cold outside. I know it doesn't get too cold here, but it can't. Uh, but anyway, so it's cold outside, but we're inside. Sunday dinner, we're gathered around the table and you're eating whatever you want to eat, whatever you're hungry for right now. Whether it be um, chicken or, or meatloaf or, or catfish. Well, you pick that. You're, and we're sitting around a table and we're eating and we're enjoying that. But outside, listen, outside there are people out there standing and it's cold and it's raining and they're just, they're just standing there and there's no plan. You have no plan. You have no idea. You have, you're not going out to get them. You're in the house and it's nice and warm here, but, but listen, they're out there and they're, they're in the cold and they're, but, but the Bible says they are dead in their sins and trespasses, but there's no plan to go get them for those that are unengaged. Guys, I just say this, if nothing else this morning, may God get a hold of our hearts to see the lostness. And you don't have to go to the Middle East. We, we can just go right down the road, can't we? We go right down the neighborhood. That's right. Go down the neighborhood, across the road, across the hill, across the hall, or wherever you want to go. There are people that need Christ. And, and may we see, and there are a lot of folks. Listen, now, now the Corneliuses are hard to reach. Let me tell you about the Corneliuses in our day and time. We call them the good old boys <laughs> or the good old girls. Never meaning no harm, but in trouble with the law since the day where they were born. Anyway, that's another, another story. My Dukes of Hazard days came out, but <laughs> making a way. No, I'm stopping right there anyway. But let me tell you about the good old boys around here. Listen, yeah, you know, and, and I'm not talking about the good old boys, beer drinking, all that. No, I'm not, I'm, but I'm talking, I'm talking about the folks that, you know, they're just they're, they're good moral people. The Bible says there's nothing good about us. There's none good. But they're good, they're good citizens, they're good husbands, wives, kids. I mean, you know, they don't break the law. They... I mean, and they're hard to reach because a lot of times they'll look at us as Christians. They'll think, you know what? I'm just as good as that guy. And sometimes it's true. Cornelius, he's lost. Here's the second thing. Let me move on. We see then is let's read through the scripture. God begins to work in the life of Cornelius and God begins to work in the life of Peter. Verse three, about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius, and when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up before, uh, before a memorial, for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. Now see, the, the thing is, see, he needed, to, he needed to, to hear something else. He needed to believe in Christ. Verse seven, and when the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. So here it is. God revealed himself to Cornelius, right? And said, hey, now again, if he's okay, then, you know, it, we, uh, the angel just came in and just put a big check. You're good to go, brother. You're good to go. He didn't do that. No, you go get Simon. Now, what's si Simon's going to come share the gospel with you, see? 
Simon's going to come share the gospel. I'm going to refrain from that story. Let me move on. Verse 9. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Now, notice, notice they're both praying, or seem to be. Certainly, it talked about uh, Cornelius in verse 2, prayed to God always. Verse 9 talks about, here it is, Peter goes up to pray, and God's, God's going to reveal something to him. Listen, if you want to know where God wants you to be, listen, pray. And how many times God reveals himself to us in a greater way when we're praying and when we're in the word, right? That's just simple stuff, but good, right? So, so get in the word and pray. Verse 10, then he became very hungry and wanted to eat, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven open, an object like a great sheet bound to four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. And it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and the birds of the air. And a voice came to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time, what God has cleansed or made clean, you must not call common. And this was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven. And so Peter's scratching his head thinking, what the world? And he's thinking, well, I wonder what this means. The sheets let down, right? The sheets let down and all these animals and this voice saying, rise, kill and eat. And, and you know, and there's a big old hog right there in the middle of it, I guarantee you. Now for us as Gentiles, we'd say, "Woo, there you go. But, but not him. And there might've been an ostrich and all kinds of other unclean dietary laws, according to the Jewish law, dietary laws, unclean animals. So he said, Peter, arise, kill and eat. Whoa, time out, Lord. No, 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 no. I've never done that. I've never eaten anything unclean. Now, don't call unclean what I've made clean. Back to heaven. Let down again. Peter, get up and kill and eat. No. It's unclean. Don't call unclean what I've declared to be clean. Third time, all this happened, and Peter's thinking, what does this mean? Well, as we, listen, as you pray, as you read your Bible, as, listen, you know what? God will start revealing himself to you. Watch what happens next. Are you with me? Watch, listen, if you're praying about something, you start watching how God's going to answer that. Isn't that walking by faith? Sure, and so, so we see then verse 17, now while Peter wondered within himself what this vision which he had seen meant, behold, the the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. Google finally got them there. And so here they are, verse 18. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, you want to know where God leads you? Listen, you, you pray, you get in his word, you be sensitive to his Spirit. And you watch who God puts in your path. Now, if these guys had, had come to Simon and he hadn't had this vision, he might have sent them packing. He might have said, look, nah, I'm sorry, guys. I, the gospel's for the Jews, but uh, you just, out. I, I mean, who knows what he may have said to them. So God was preparing his heart, right, as, as well. Um, and so anyway, verse, verse 20, arise therefore and go down. So the spirit said to him, verse 19, verse 19, behold, three men are seeking you. Arise therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Doubting nothing. Why did he say it? Because he was doubting. He's thinking, Lord, I've, I, I, this, this is out of my comfort zone. Lord, I, I'm not used to sharing the gospel with Gentiles. I, I just, I, I, how many times have we said that? 
Lord, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't go there. I can't witness to that one. I can't lead that class because, Lord, I, I feel like I'm uncomfortable. Listen, we need to get comfortable at being uncomfortable because that's when God's glorified. The problem is we're just comfortable. Amen? Anybody comfortable this morning? It's okay to be comfortable in here. We go to great lengths, our guys do, to put out these chairs. We want you to be comfortable. But the point is we can get comfortable spiritually, can't we? Amen? Amen. We can get comfortable spiritually as well. So, verse, um, verse 21, then Peter went down to the meeting. I told you we'd read the Bible. <laughs> so I can read this at home. Well, anyway, that's good. We'll, we'll read it together. Verse 21, then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, yes, I am he whom you seek. For what reason have you come? And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, a just man, one who fears God, has a good reputation among all the nations of the Jews, still lost though, right? Was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you. <laughs> Listen, if we're going to share the gospel, we got to use some words. Amen. Sometimes people say, well, you just live a good life. Well, we need to live a good life, but listen, sometimes we need to use words. Jesus lived a perfect life and he still used words. <laughs> They'll know I'm a Christian by their love. And yes, that's true. But sometimes we need to tell them who we love, right? And we love the Lord. Verse 23, then he invited them in and lodged them. Now, I've thought about this. I've thought about this. He invited them in. That was a big step. That's a big step. That's like, that's like Alabama fan inviting an Auburn fan in, right? Lord have mercy, no. <laughs> or Auburn fan inviting a Georgia fan in. Oh, easy, 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 easy. We need, we need to talk more about this love for one another. <laughs> you know the Lord can bring us all together, right? <laughs> Even an old Kentucky fan. Somebody told me this morning, they said, you way down on the, top, on the bottom shelf. I said, at least I'm on a shelf. <laughs> Back to the story. We're going to end up soon, but just hang with me. This is good stuff. Let me just, so he invited me in verse 23. And on the next day, Peter, Peter um, went away with them. Now that's, that's point three. We're already point three. He went with them. Now again, I don't know. You, you can just think in your own mind. Now I was trying to think this really just, just in my own mind. Who would be the hardest people for me to go to? And you could think, and it'd probably be a terrorist out in the Middle East somewhere. Number one, I'd be scared. But even besides that, you know, it would just be a, diff a difficult place. It, so this, it wasn't necessarily dangerous in that regard, but, but who would be the worst group of people that you could think if God said, hey, I want you to go there. And you say, whoa, 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 let's talk about it. Won't you send somebody else? That person. So for him to invite them in and then he goes with them, that's a big step. The old fisherman's coming along. But you know why? Because God was already working in his heart. See, here's the thing, guys. So many times we go out to share our faith with somebody. You know what? Listen, God is already at work in their life. And you know what? God's at work in our lives too, isn't he? Amen. It's the Lord who gets the credit for that, right? So anyway, back to the story. Verse 24. And, and the following day they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them, and they called together his relatives and close friends. They had a packed the pew party, and everybody's in. 
Uh, I was thinking about, you know, like in, sometimes we go on these mission trips and, and, uh, and they'll invite their whole family in. And so you walk in, you kind of feel a little awkward because everybody's sitting around you and they're waiting to hear what you have to say. And, and, and certainly it, it didn't equal with this, but yet still some of us have, have experienced that. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshiped him. And that was, that's not good, but boy, it shows his humility, doesn't it? Here's this Roman leader, this soldier. But Peter lifted him up saying, stand up. I myself am also a man, right? Old prideful Peter wasn't prideful. Here was he. As he talked with him, he went on and found many who had come together. Then he said to them, verse 28, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. He got it. <laughs> he got it. He said, you know, it really isn't lawful. Normally Jews don't come in and associate with, with Gentiles, but, but God has shown me. Now he had to show me three times, but he showed me <laughs> not to call anything unclean that he has declared to be clean. What is it today that God's showing you? What is it today that God's revealing to your heart? Richard Nix, a lot of you know Richard Nix, one of our deacons, chaplain on, with the sheriff's office. He's our missions leader. He's a mentor to many of us. Just a, I mean, just a, he was here at early service. And uh, he and his wife, Vicki, just wonderful Christian folks. And I know, here's, here's, a question, here's a question that Richard likes to catch you with. And some of you have experienced this question. Hey, um, just in conversation, hey, what's God teaching you these days? What's God teaching you? Well, number one, could be conviction if you haven't been in the Word. <laughs> and I felt that at times, maybe not being in the Word like I should. And, but you start thinking, okay, what is God trying to teach me? Let me ask you that today. What is God teaching you today? What is God doing in your life today? How is God preparing you to see the world and to share the gospel with, with the world? He got it. Let me jump on down. Verse 34. We're about, we're about done. It says, then Peter opened his mouth and said, he opened his mouth, didn't he? <laughs> we talk, I talk about a lot of things. Maybe we talk more about Jesus. Uh, and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. He's starting to get it. Now he's still going to hiccup. Paul calls him out on it. Paul mentions that in Galatians 1. He's still going to hiccup because, listen, old habits hard to break. And even later, he'll find himself wanting to, to pull away from the Gentiles more toward the Jewish folks, right? Um, but in every nation, verse 35, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is the Lord of all. The word you know, which was proclaimed through all Judea and began from Galilee after baptism, which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good and healing all who were opposed by the devil, for God was with him. I, I love, listen, I love to hear Peter preach. This is good biblical preaching. He doesn't waste much time. He gets to Jesus. He gets to Jesus. We can tell folks a lot of things, but listen, we ain't telling them about Jesus. We're not fulfilling the Great Commission. You say, well, I haven't been to any of those extensive witnessing classes. Well, listen, just tell them what Jesus has done for you. <laughs> Amen. Anybody saved this morning? Is anybody different than what you used to be? 
Are you, does anybody have any peace in your heart this morning because you know the Lord? Man, listen. And tell somebody. <laughs> but you know, sometimes we don't really have that or have it like we ought to. I'm guilty too. Amen. Verse 39. Back to the Bible. We're almost finished. He said he said that three times. I, I'm almost finished. Verse 30, and we are witnesses of all these things, which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him, God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all people, but to witnesses chosen before God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. Listen, here, here, here is the gospel. Jesus Christ, he, he was crucified right for our sins. He was buried and three days later he arose again. It's Easter, isn't it? It's Easter, right? And that's the message, isn't it? Verse 42, and he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. He is the judge, right? We will all give an account to him. To him, verse 43, all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. It is in the name of Jesus that you will be saved. No other name can save you. No other organization can save you. You can't save you. I certainly can't save you. I can't save myself. But in the name of Jesus, he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by him. Amen? <laughs> Do you know him? I mean, do you know him? I ain't talking about know about him. Some of you know about him, but you may not know him. Jesus said you must be born again. Has it been that time in your life you turned from your sins and you placed your faith in Jesus? I'm not talking about joining a church. Listen, I love this church. But this is the church. Church can't save anybody. He said, well, I've been baptized. Hey, wonderful. Praise the Lord. First step of obedience, but that's not going to save you. It drown you if you can't swim real good and there's a lot of water. But the point is, listen, that baptism can't save you. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. He's the one we preach. Listen. Are your sins weighing heavy today? Listen, I'm about to, Are your sins weighing heavy today? Run to Jesus. <laughs> listen, do you feel like, hey, I'm at my wit's end? Run to Jesus. You think, hey, I'm a preacher, you don't know how far I've gone. Listen, you don't know how far I've gone. Listen, run to Jesus. He is mighty to save. That's our message, church. It's Jesus. He said when he is lifted up, he'll draw all people to himself. Amen? Amen. I may, listen, the Lord may kill me for next week. I may never have another time. And I just want you to know, listen, there's no other way to be saved other than the name of Jesus. Nobody else can save you. And I pray you know him today. And you may not get all wound up like I do, but if you have that joy in your heart, it's going to show. If it ain't showing, it may not be anything there. Amen? Amen, I love you. Thank you, brother. God's good, isn't he? <laughs> all the time. Listen, let me finish the story. Verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. And those of the circumcision, that'd be the Jewish folks, who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, can anyone forbid water? 
that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. Peter was preaching. You know what happened? They got saved. <laughs> it's through the foolishness of preaching. They believed the gospel and they got saved. They started speaking in tongues just like Acts chapter 2 happened at Jerusalem. This happens here at Cornelius' house for the Gentiles. And listen, and the Jews were like, <gasps> well, I'll be. God even saved those old Gentile dogs. Man, he reached way down for me. Anybody else? <laughs> oh, listen, I'm going to close with this. Y'all been good to listen. But I want you to hear this, please. And I want you, I want you to ask God right now how, what needs to happen in your heart as we come to invitation time. But Dr. Harry Ironside, some of you may have heard that name, Dr. Ironside. Um, I don't know a lot about him, read a little bit of his stuff, commentaries and things, but he talked about when his daddy died and his daddy was on his deathbed. So you know what I'm talking about? He's near death. He's a little bit confused, a little bit, you know, in and out kind of thing. We, we, we understand that, uh, many of us. And apparently this story was on his daddy's mind because his dad kept saying this. A great sheet and wild beast and, and, and he couldn't remember the rest of it. So he'd start again. He'd say, a great sheet and wild beast and, and, and someone leaned over and said, the Bible says, and creeping things. He said, oh, oh, yes, that's how I got in. He said, that's how I got in, and creeping things. He said, I was an old creeping thing, and I got in. I'm going to tell you, I was an old creeping thing, but God reached way down and got me. And listen, he'll do the same for you if you don't know him. Run to him. He loves you. He died for you. He rose again. And if you don't know him today, oh, give your heart to Jesus. Amen? If you know him today, Ooh, you ought to be praising his name or these rocks outside are going to start crying out. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Mm, Father, thank you, Lord, for saving old creeping things like me. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, which is enough. It is sufficient. Father, we're reminded of the old hymn. Lord, nothing in our hands we bring, but simply to the cross we cling. Father, right now, I just pray, Lord, if there be one here in this room that doesn't know you in a personal way, if there's anyone, Lord, today that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, Father, right now, would you speak, and I know you are, Father, as you speak to that heart, would they listen? Father, I pray that you would open hearts and minds and ears to understand the gospel. Father, I pray that we would be willing to humble ourselves and trust Christ. Lord, thank you for that time in my life many years ago. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. But Lord, right here today, for someone that doesn't know you, or maybe someone's not really sure where they stand with you. Lord, would you give them that boldness, Lord, and just, would you give them that resolve 
just to settle it right here today before they leave this place. Father, would you help them in that? Father, would you give them just the the boldness to stand up and come and say, hey, I want to be saved or I want to make sure. I want to know that I'm going to heaven. I want to know that my sins are forgiven. I want to have a reason to live here. Father, you give us a reason to live. Father, you give us life. And that life is found only in Jesus. So Lord, right now, would you you just deal with our hearts? Lord, would you deal with our hearts? And Lord, for those that know you today, Lord, this morning, would you just reveal yourself even more? Lord, I know we're always, you're making us, this sanctification, you're making us more like Jesus, conforming us to the image of your Son. So Lord, move us along. Continue to shape and mold and and work and chip away those things in our lives that's not of you. Father, just for that one this morning that just feels so overwhelmed by sin, would you see the hope of Jesus? Father, we pray for those that are lost around the world. We pray for those unreached people groups and those unengaged unreached people groups. Lord, your word tells us to pray to you, the Lord of the harvest, to send out workers. Lord, we're praying that. Would you send out workers? Lord, would you send us in a way that would bring honor to your name? Lord, we love you. No, we don't love you like we should. I know I don't. Father, right now in our hearts, would you deal with our hearts this morning for that lost neighbor? that lost family member? Would you deal with our hearts this morning? Father, for that broken relationship? Father, would you deal with our hearts this morning about that unforgiveness that we're holding on to? That bitterness? Lord, would you deal with our hearts? Father, now in Jesus we pray. Amen. Let's stand to our feet and we have a time of invitation. The altar's open. You feel that freedom to come and to pray. If you're here without Jesus, listen, Lord willing, I'm right here. You come. I want to hear. I'd love to hear that uh, testimony. I'd love to share with you about Jesus. You come. It's our band place. You come. Thanks for listening. If you would like to reach out to us, please visit our website at fbc-center.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. We hope you have a great week, and God bless.